I want to welcome you to Diving into Deep Waters with Erin Rowling, where we don't just put our toes in or stay in the shallow end, because what's the fun of that, but where we dive into real life and use God's word to help us navigate this thing called life. I just want to welcome you today. I'm excited that people keep listening. That's still a little bit overwhelming of a thought. And um, pray for me. Uh, we've got graduation party coming up, which is super exciting and super overwhelming at the same time. And of course, you know, when you are going to have people at your home, um, like we've gone into full, you know, mode as far as like working on a yard, our yard has never looked better, which I'm insanely happy about. But there's a few things in the house. Um, my sister's coming, so they're like going to need the shower and our shower, Um, like, you know how you have something that's like not fixed and you just live with it. Um, I don't use that shower, so maybe it wasn't very important to me, but the, uh, thing that turns the hot and cold has been broken. It's just been this little knob thing. So you kind of got to figure out which way is hot and cold. There's no handle on it. And so my husband and I picked up a handle the other day and I, I like to do little projects. I, think thought it was easy and so um the I read the directions it says turn off the water in my mind I don't know why but I was thinking oh the water's off I'm not gonna change it with the water on um people that's because you're supposed to turn the water off on your house um yeah, I missed that little point. So here I am doing my little DIY project and I turn the thing and literally it's like the movies where like the water is spurting out. The water literally is like a fire hydrant in the shower and I'm trying desperately to get the little knob back on that's left and I'm screaming for Joseph and meanwhile it kept like changing the water temperature. So like it was super hot. (laughs) It was cold. So I'm like blazing hot water, like shooting at me. And, um, my poor husband, I was like, we don't know where, how to turn the water off at the house. I'm like, call Travis, which is my friend Jennifer's husband. And so he walks us through how to turn off. Meanwhile, water is pouring, um, everywhere. And like down the basement, like Joseph's like, yeah, mom, there's water dripping in the basement from the ceiling. So you know what? When those things happen, it's like, you know, you're already got 5,000 things on your list to do. And I, that was not one of them. I mean, to fix it was one of them, but not to have like water pouring into my house. So anyways, we got it figured out. We have a new knob and it's all good. So that was our little excitement for the week. Um, (laughs) We're going to make it. It's going to be, I'm fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. (laughs) So anyways, I want to get into today's topic of being left out or left out. And uh, do you remember when you're a kid and you used to do that like eeny meeny miny mo catch a tiger by so if he hollers let him go eeny meeny miny mo but then like when you would end it and if it didn't like if you didn't get picked 
Like, this is how I was as a kid. If I didn't get picked, I'd throw in the next part. My mother says to pick the very best one and you are not it. So that the other person would, you know, I'd get picked. And, um, you know, like, why did we even do that second part? Well, because we didn't want, we want to be picked, right? That's like the whole thing is why you're doing it. You don't do it to not get picked. You do it because you, you want to get picked. And it's kind of like, when you're in a room full of kids, like I was a teacher for seven years, or, you know, you've, you've been in these situations, or maybe you even remember being a kid, but like when they ask a question to a group of kids, and like, when the kids are little, not when they're older, like nobody raises their hand when they're older, but when they're young, like every hand shoots up in the air, and everybody wants to be picked and you hear all the sounds. They're like, pick me, pick me, pick me. And you're like, no, don't say pick me. And so you hear, ooh, 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 ooh. And they're like, hands are waving in the air. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And then the one kid gets picked, you know, and then what happens to the rest of the kids? They're all like, this huge sigh of disappointment. And they're like, oh man, you know, because they didn't get picked. And like you're thinking of all these situations you've been there or you have kids, you know what that's like. And it seems pretty childish, right? I mean, as a kid, you never want to feel left out for one reason or another. And wouldn't this be great if this was just something you experienced as a kid? Unfortunately, it's not. (laughs) It's not something we deal with just when we're kids. We also deal with feeling left out as we become adults. And so we're going to talk about that today. I'm going to tell you a fun fact about myself. And some of you already know this, or maybe you've picked this up listening to the podcast, but I really love uh, reality TV. Like I will choose that over a movie or anything. Like I, I don't know why I like it, but I just do. And um, one of my favorite ones is Survivor. I've watched every single season. I actually even went to try out for it. Um, And obviously I didn't make it on, but I didn't even get in the door. Like it was ridiculous. But um, I love Amazing Race, me and my son-in-law. He said to me the other day, he said, I think you've mentioned me in every single podcast. (laughs) I love you, Frank. Um, but we we decided that we think we should, after they get married, we could say like a mother-in-law and a son-in-law team. Like, don't you think that would go over well? I think it would go over amazing. And I don't think I'd kill him. So, because <laughs> my husband says he won't do it with me because I'd kill him. And my friend said he won't do it with me because I'll yell at them. Like, come on, people. I'm a nice person. But anyways, oh, and I love the... Um, British baking bake-off show or whatever like I've learned a lot about baking since that and I really wish I could be British because I love their accents like I just think I sound much better if I had a British accent I know it sounds stupid but that's what goes in my head but anyways so I've I've watched all those shows so like they're done and um isn't it a little okay tell me if you can relate to this isn't it sad when you finish a show. I know right now you're thinking, yes. Like you feel like you have a loss or something. (laughs) I don't know what it is about it, but when I finish a show, I feel all sad. Like 
What am I gonna do now? I always find a new thing to watch. Maybe I shouldn't watch so many things. I don't know. But anyways, I got into Project Runway because I'd watched everything else that I loved. And so on one of the episodes, um, there was uh, a team captain. So Project Runway, if you don't know, is like where they make clothes. It's fashion and they do like a fashion runway with Heidi Klum and all this stuff. And so basically they were dividing the two, the group up into two teams and it's one of those situations where somebody is going to get picked last. And of course, they do the whole thing where like as they're picking people, they're showing their, you know, they're talking and telling you their thoughts like, I don't want to be last. And if I'm last, that'll really stink. And, you know, stuff like that. They kind of tell how they feel. And every single one of them when they talk is like, you know how awful it would be to pick, be picked last? That means that the other de- designers don't respect you and they don't think that you're good enough and that you can bring anything to the table. So a lot of validation wrapped up in this moment. And so, of course, someone has to be last and they get down to the last girl and she's just sitting there. I'm like, oh, I felt her pain, you know? And of course, she starts crying. And then they say, why are you crying? And she's like, Nobody wants to be picked last because who wants to feel left out or like rejected by everybody else? Uh, Nobody. And so obviously this is not just a childhood struggle. This isn't something that we feel just when we're a kid. It definitely can be something that we feel as a, a grown adult. And why? Because no matter what age we are, we want to feel accepted and we want to feel valuable. I mean, even the disciples struggled with it. It says in Luke uh, 9 verse 46, it says an argument started among the disciples as to which of them would be the greatest. So even the disciples were like, who's it going to be? Well, why? Because they all They wanted to be the greatest. I mean, who doesn't want to be picked first? Who doesn't want to be the greatest? I think we all do because there's validation that comes from being the greatest or being picked first. Um, In my podcast, The Thief, I talked about ways that we let Satan in. And for me, um, feeling left out is one of those ways. And he's really good at planting seeds of doubt. And I unfortunately, I mean, I'm just going to be real and honest about it. I have allowed many times for that to fester and grow in me when he plants those seeds. And basically any time that that comes up, that issue comes up, sadly, I take the bait like every time. Like... I can think of so many situations where I have felt left out. And instead of like rising above it, I just totally succumb to all the things that the enemy is telling me. And I mean, one of the first ways that he does it with me is he starts right with my family and he starts with my mom, Um, just saying things like, you know, your mom's in Africa she has 130 other kids because they 
they run a home for children over there. You know, she doesn't have time for you. She's busy, you know, like, um, goes on and on about that. And then he'll move on to my dad, you know, like when you're, when I'm with them, you know, which is rare, but the times that I have gotten to be with all of them, I'll start to have these feelings of, well, you're not fully a part of this because you weren't raised by them and your sisters have a special bond because they grew up together and you didn't. You're like, you grew up in this household with your mom and they grew up in this household with your dad. And so you don't get to be a part of that. Or he'll start in with the Gilchrist family who, um, after my mom and I went to Africa, I came back and lived with them and have, they've been a part of my life. You've heard me talk about them. And he'll start in on that. Like they have five kids and grandchildren. So you're not a full, you know, have the full rights of a sibling with this family and because you're not blood and your kids are not as special because, you know, they're not the real grandkids and, you know, stuff like that. And then he'll go to my friends, you know, he'll even attack my relationships with my friends and like, Oh, those two are getting awfully close. And so if they really, you know, bond together, where does that leave you? And how how do you fit into that equation? And maybe she'll like her more than she likes you because of this or that or whatever. And you know what the thing is about all of these things that he plants into my head? First of all, that's just scraping the, you know, the top off of it. But None of these people have ever said any of this stuff. Like, no one, my mom has never said, I'm too busy for you. Or my sisters have never said, uh, <laughs> we grew up together and you weren't there. So we're more bonded. Or none of the Gilchrist have said, oh, you're not as special because, you know, you're not um, one of our blood kids. Or, or my friends have never said, well, I like her more. Maybe they thought it, but... <laughs> They've never said that to me. So none of these things that I'm saying are things that have ever been said. But because of something that happened, a circumstance that happened, you know, that's where I fall into the trip, uh, trip, the trap. And like things like not getting invited to something or being not invited into a family chat or find out that there was something that happened and, you know, I never, they forgot to invite me, (laughs) you know, finding out friends are hanging out together and you weren't invited and stuff like that. And those things happen. And when you find out about it, it's like you instantly feel left out and like all these feelings rush in and the things that the enemy is whispering is immediately blown up in your mind. And for me, it takes me right back to the feelings of being the last one picked as a kid. Because that kind of happened when I was a kid, <laughs> being the last one picked. You know, this this podcast was um, birthed out of... Uh, these moments, these things that I've dealt with, but mainly like it, it finally came to a head, you know, like where something is building up or maybe it's just where God is just like, okay, girl, um, we need to take care of this because you have 
really believed a lot of things that you shouldn't have believed and you've really allowed the enemy into your mind. And so, you know, like how I said, take back what he stole from you. I said that in the thief podcast and like, that's what I've been doing. I've been allowing him to steal, um, those things from me and those feelings by allowing and believing these feelings in my mind and in my heart and in my spirit and um, everything. I've I've believed it. So I think God was just like, all right, we need to deal with this. And you know, when God decides to deal with something, he's going to deal with it. He's going to take care of it. And you better buckle up for the ride. So this is the thing that happened that was kind of like the the moment that God was like, all right, let's deal with it. So on Mother's Day, um, someone made a post and I wasn't included in the post and my name had been forgotten. And because of how much I love this person, um, it just like, as soon as I read it, I just, it just caught me really deep. And, um, my husband actually had seen the post before and was hoping I wouldn't see it. And my daughter saw it and was hoping, you know, was like going to let the person know like, Hey, you forgot my mom. (laughs) And, you know, when I read it, my, my heart just, it just dropped. And I kept telling myself, you know, when it happened, it wasn't intentional because, Honestly, I believe it was just an oversight. Like literally, I don't believe for a second that the person forgot, you know, did it on purpose to forget me or anything. And so that's why I kept telling myself um, it was just an oversight. But despite how many times I told myself that in my mind, I felt forgotten and I cried. (laughs) I did. I mean, even talking about it, it's it's emotional, but I'm not going to cry because I cried enough in the last podcast, in the Father's Day podcast. Um, you know, I felt like a little kid who just hangs her head low and feels forgotten. Uh, as I was thinking about that, it, it kind of just reminded me of Charlie Brown. <laughs> you know, it was like a Charlie Brown moment where, you know, just hang his head down, you know, poor Charlie Brown, you know. He, he could relate to this podcast, I think, how his life was. <laughs> that poor guy. But something really great happened after that situation. Because my husband, um, not because of that, but he, he had written me a beautiful post on Facebook um, about me and, you know, the kind of mom I am and stuff like that. And I received amazing, loving, funny cards from my kiddos and even received probably one of the nicest letters I've ever received in my life from my sister. It was just like this surprise piece of mail and I will treasure it forever because it just was super precious to me um, and came at the right time. (laughs) Um, But even better than all that, as as great as that was, as, as wonderful as um, having my family like validate me and all of those things. Um, see, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> People, <laughs> it's the Lord's fault. He made me this emotional. But um, even better than all of that was the moment God's voice spoke. And it broke through all of the feelings of being left out. 
and he used my daughter Amanda to speak words of life to me. It was his words. So it wasn't like this audible voice. But I mean, we've talked about this before. You know when God is, is speaking to you. It's like he has your attention. Like you know you better pay attention because he has something to say to you. And just so you know, um, before I share what she wrote, I asked for her permission and I prayed she would say yes because I had this whole podcast was hinging on <laughs> this was the premise of my podcast. So I was like, please say yes. But um, I've also learned and am learning that uh, it's very important to ask your children for permission before you share things. <laughs> and my kids are probably saying, sometimes you don't ask mom. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying to be more intentional about that and sensitive to that. But this is what she wrote. This is a little piece of her letter that she wrote to me from Mother's Day. It said, uh, Jeremiah 1.5 always, always makes me think of you. Before you were born, I set you apart. God knew exactly what he was doing when he made you. He knew that he was making you a fearless warrior who was also going to be the very best mom. He knew you were going to touch the hearts of many. See, he can't read it without crying. By gushing about your relationship with him, and on new platforms, I might add. See, God's word, oh, it cuts through every time, people. It cut through all of my feelings and all of my hurts. Before you were born, I set you apart. See, you and I have never been left out in God's eyes. Did you hear that? <laughs> I'm going to say it again because I know there's people listening right now. You can totally relate to this feeling. Like you're like, girl, you are speaking my language right now. Well, let me just say it one more time. Okay. As I try to like wipe my, my eyes so I can read. See, girls, this is, this is, I know there's guys who listen too. So, and I thank them for that. They're like, hey, wait, don't forget me. So I'm, I'm wiping my eyes so I can read what I'm saying. You and I have never been left out in God's eyes. We are never last. We don't have to wait and see if he picks us. We don't have to do the little kid thing. Pick me, pick me, pick me. You know, we're, oh, I'm over here. I'm over here. We don't have to like wave our arms and try to get his attention. He picks us every time. We have been known and loved more than just the day that we the days that we live on this earth we have been known and loved more than what we've lived that's like kind of a crazy thought when you really think about it in ephesians 1:4 it says and i'm just going to tell you to go in your bible and underline this because i'm a huge advocate of underlining and you know this about me because as you go back in your word and you see it, it'll pop out like a flashing lights around that verse. And it's just going to minister to your spirit again when you read it again later on. It says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us. I mean, think about that for a second. Before he made a blade of grass, 
or some rare animal. I can't even think of a rare animal, but you know what I mean. Any rare animal or a sunrise or a sunset or a rainbow or the oceans or like the stunning coral in Bora Bora, the place that I really want to go someday for like my 25th wedding anniversary or you know, maybe 50th wedding anniversary by the time we can afford it, or some magnificent waterfall. Like I've stood at Victoria Falls in Africa, which is one of the eight wonders of the world. Phenomenal. Before all of that, he thought of you and he chose you. I mean, the God of the universe. I mean, I think we're so small-minded because we just think about the things that surround us. But Like when you get to see like what the earth looks like from the outside or the planets or all before all of that, he was like, I pick you. I choose you. I have failed over the years to listen to his voice in this area. And I've kind of lived like Charlie Brown. Like, woe is me. You know, poor, poor Aaron. And been so easily defeated and just walked in that defeat in that area. But you know what the good news is? We can change it. <laughs> just say that. Say that to yourself. I can change this. Like this is not, if, if this is you, if, if you have felt defeated in this area, if this is how you've walked in your life, the story is not over. It's not like something you have to just say, well, this is me. Like Charlie Brown, this is me, you know, just keep on going or, you know, it, that's not you. So we can change it and we can change it with the help of the Lord. And we change it by believing the Lord over anything else or anyone else. So when this happens, because uh, that's not the last time that I'm going to feel left out. Uh, the last time you felt left out, that's not going to be the last time you feel left out. It's not because you listen to this podcast that all of a sudden you're never, ever going to feel left out because that's just not life, my friend. I wish it was, but it's not. It's, it's going to happen. We need to remember I am chosen and I am set apart. I have a beautiful sign that um, Amanda gave me uh, made by the one and only Tori Lankford. She does beautiful penmanship. And so she had a sign made for me for my house that says that verse. And it is so amazing to have that reminder in front of me. Before you were born, I set you apart. I mean, I look at it like every day. It's a reminder to me. So maybe you need to hire Tori to make you a sign too. <laughs> and then you can have a Tori original. Um, that should be your name, Tori. Tori original. Huh, that sounds awesome. But it reminds me of that truth daily. On a side note, I just have to tell you this part, is that the girl who was picked last and who struggled so much with her identity and feeling valuable and all of those things, guess what? She won the whole show. Like, she did awesome. She won it fair and square and squashed the rest of them. (laughs) So she was definitely set apart. And guess what? So are you. So will you join me with let's turn our left out 
into set apart and chosen. And just begin to speak that over ourselves because that's how God feels about us. It's what he speaks over us. And so when the voice of the enemy comes, we look at him and say, no, I'm not left out. That, And even if it was intentional, because sometimes things are intentional, but most of the time they're not. And often we get our feelings hurt over things that people didn't even mean to do to us. But just look at him and say, no, I am set apart and I am chosen. And that was before anything else. So will you join in that with me, my friend? All right. I know you're saying yes. So I'm going to say yes with with you. I love you. Thank you for taking this time to be with me. And let's go walk it out now.